Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Let's rumble. <laughs> Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos! Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast. Featuring Dr. Steve's forehead. Yeah, he's in I, know, I see my forehead. <laughs> God damn it, Dr. Steve. This all got messed up. I had you perfect. I didn't do anything. I blame you. Really? I, I blame Vinny. You know what? I blame Carl. Can I just do the intro to the show and then I'll fix Dr. Steve Yeah, here? let's do it. We did a technical... Uh, run through and everything was great yeah i have no idea so you're how saying sudden, that my um my partner in crime here is incompetent is that what you're trying to say yes. <laughs> exactly yep. what i'm saying i would agree with that one of us <laughs> figured this out very quickly <laughs> dr steve one of us is wildly employable the other one of us is wildly <laughs> incompetent <laughs> welcome to the creep off your favorite true crime podcast a show about creeps by creeps for you creeps my name is Vinny paulino the people's champion and next to me in the other room that is one big pile of shit. It's Carla. <laughs> what is happening? Vinny Paulino. Good to see you, my friend. It's nice to see you, too. Joining us from his Timothy Leary-themed man cave in his home, it is Dr. Steve. Thank you, my friends. Hey, Dr. Steve. Thanks for joining I'm fucking numb nuts. <laughs> oh, oh, he's got gosh. the drops. I'm, I'm stepping all over your drops already, my friend. Sorry, sorry. Let me run it by you again. Goddamn true crime fucking numb nuts. <laughs> That's us, baby. Wait, are we on his show? What's going on right now? Baby? People are bringing their own drops now. We're thrilled to have you, Dr. Steve. As always, you can listen to Dr. Steve on Sirius XM at Weird Medicine, and you could also check out the Weird Medicine podcast. Exactly so. right. My son Beck is 16. And uh, this is his favorite show, and he's watching on the uh, uh, YouTube live right now. Smart kid. Very yeah, smart kid. He is a kid. smart kid. Like <laughs> he's got a good sense of humor. Let, let's discuss why more parents aren't letting their teenage children listen to this show. Why aren't they cool like Dr. Steve, Carl? I think that most of the people who watch our show are 16-year-olds, so I don't know if that's true, Vinny. All right. Guys, I am uh, a bit out of it today. I went to the Bills game yesterday, and I did, did my best to um, not blow my voice out. I've learned my lesson on that front, but uh, it was a very long day. Now, uh, it sounds like a rough day. I have COVID. <laughs> Goddamn Trump card. Damn it. All right. I went to a football game. You have COVID. You win. Fair enough. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He's got a bad case of Wuhan flu. That's so I'm singing today, baby. So offensive. To who? I don't know. Wuhan's. Yeah. Uh, is, that a, is that a rap group? Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a fun show. Last week, can we talk about what happened last week? Let's not I'd rub it. To. Let's not rub it in. Uh, we Let's did talk about it. Our creep was we just had wild card. Yep. And I brought in a kid who murdered and murdered, hate fucked his teacher, raped her, and then went to a Woody Allen movie. Right. And who did you have, Carl? I had the most uh, prolific child rapist of all time. Yeah, you did. <laughs> sure did. And ladies and gentlemen, you voted. And here is the score. 
The score. Oh, wait. No, no. Oh, wait. Not, not the Steelers 23, <laughs> Bills 16. We're talking about the other score. Oh, I'm sorry. I got that. it right here. Here it is. Oh, okay. oh, wait. All right. Oh, wait. Is that the standings of the AFC East or the Miami Dolphins are number one? Miami Dolphins are in first place for the last time this season. All right. Come this Sunday. That will all change. <laughs> all right. Fine. You won. I won with, what, 71% of the votes. Yeah. Well done, everybody. So what does that mean? I'm up two to one? Cheater! Yes. Nice. <laughs> you are. Congratulations. Now, we had to pull that uh, category out at the last moment because uh, Dr. Steve couldn't join us last week as we had planned on doing. But the good doctors made time for us this week so that we can do the theme that we've been looking at for a while. Which is creepiest medical professional. Right. Now, right. that opens up a lot of people. It that. sure does. Wow, when I started researching this, I was like, this could be a theme a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me, am I wrong for placing my trust in doctors? Like, when I meet a doctor, I generally, like, have a level of respect for their education, what they've accomplished. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You're wrong. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I was very disappointed at the uh, number of people I had to choose from when I did this. Not the least of which, you know, Dr. You know, little Joe Mengele. Yeah. Uh, just to start, which would have been the obvious one to do. I don't know if one of you guys picked him, but uh, I thought it was too obvious. Yeah, too a, certain, obvious. a certain person here just kind of smiled, but I think he may have not done it. <laughs> a little too on the nose. A little too on the nose. On that one. Isn't that interesting, though? And I realized that this you're both of these things. But if you search for creepiest podcaster, much smaller list than creepiest doctor. Just saying. There's a lot of podcasts. Which is completely <laughs> shocking. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, no one who cares about podcasters. People do care about their uh, their physicians. So I I think they just get more news. When, whoa, and, whoa! And, and, Wait, what, and, are you, what are you trying to say? You're more important than I am. Is hey, that what you just well, said? Carl, I think you're. Uh, I have doctors a new, are in more of a privileged position, and they are a better position to abuse. Get the good drugs. Yeah, we know. That's right. Now, uh, <laughs> Carl, I have a new idea for a category. How about a creepiest doctor with a podcast? I think I have my <laughs> pick for that one. I'll text it to you. All right. Actually, I'm going to text you first. I'm calling I it first. True crime fucking numb nuts. That's us. <laughs> So, Dr. Steve, Carl won last week, so that means he has to go first. Right. Going up first okay. is is a real losing proposition around here these days. So, my question for you is, <laughs> would you like to go second or third? It's your choice. Yeah, so I'm, I'm okay, uh, uh, you know, be in the middle. Okay. All right. Yeah. Carl, are you ready to do this today? I'm ready. Let's do it. Because I'm not going to win. <laughs> Dr. Steve calling his shot that he's not going yeah. to win. That's the most Dr. Steve thing you could have said right there. It doesn't matter when I go. I'm not going to win. I mean, do you talk to people like that before a surgery? <laughs> I know. Like, what do you, what is this Get always with the apologizing? <laughs> well, you know, when I'm in my lane, I'm, I'm reasonably uh, confident. We're going to go in and lanes. we're going to remove it, but uh, you yeah, know, it's not, gonna not work. going to win. I'm not going to win. <laughs> Dr. Steve goes, when I'm in my lane, I'm confident. You've had the longest running radio show on Sirius XM. <laughs> This yeah. is not your lane? You're still not no, in this I, lane? I, I still assume that someone will find me out someday and kick me off the air. I'm surprised. I'd, yeah, I'd, uh, you know, whatever. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm a type A person, I guess. And I have, uh, oh, well, as you well know, I have a very poor self-image, and therefore I am a compensatory narcissist, not unlike some of the people that we've talked about on this show. 
So I, I, have I don't to like what you're doing over there, Vinny. I don't like what he's doing over there, Carl. All right. I'm <laughs> going right, to get started go. here. I'm going to get started with a guy known as the Grandview Rapist. This is a... Uh, the Grandview Rapist? Yes. This is in an area in Columbus, Ohio. And this is a Dr. Edward F. Jackson. And oh, I have Ed. The, yeah. the F stands for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Forceful fuck. <laughs> Ed F. F. Jackson. <laughs> um, as you, have you ever heard of this guy? Doctor I have not. Edward Jackson. There isn't even a wiki page. I want to pat myself on the back for a second here because I found a doctor. There's not even a wiki page. I couldn't find a YouTube video about this guy. There wasn't wow. some loser in their bedroom doing a true crime show. Did you find his podcast, YouTube. though? <laughs> <laughs> so I did find an article written in 1983. <clears throat> it goes like this. To scores of attractive young women, the Grandview Rapist has been a faceless, nameless terror. He has broken into their homes in the early morning hours when they were fast asleep. Some he threatened with a knife, others he choked unconscious, almost all he bound and raped. The rapist was so careful that after seven years and perhaps as many as 100 rapes, police had so few clues, they weren't even positive whether the man they were looking for was black or white. By the way, this uh, physician is black. Then came Sunday, September 5th, just after 6 a.m., Columbus police surprised one Edward I'm sorry, Franklin I, Jackson. I'm sorry. I couldn't pay attention over that dog whistle you just blew. What are you talking about? Oh, they, I'm saying that, that this is – all right. So what I'm setting up for you here is this person got away with breaking into women's apartments and homes and raping them, and they didn't have any suspects. There were no clues being left. Yeah. It's just, <clears> this is not an easy thing to pull off. He was good at hiding the evidence because he's a physician and he knows what they're looking for. Very good. Presumably. Very good. He yes. just put a clothespin at the tip of his dick to make sure nothing dribbled out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he put the super glue. I heard that that works. Yeah. It's actually a real thing. The clothespin on the dick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a it's called an incontinence clamp. Do tell. It's actually it's like a clothespin and uh, uh it's got two sort of um pieces of fabric and then you clamp it down on the end of the penis just under the glands and if you've got um, incontinence yeah. then you no longer have incontinence so that, that would stop the, in your pants that would stop the fluid from getting out yes, of your that penis would hey carl the fluids, exactly. carl wheel of consequences <laughs> <laughs> cock clip cock clip going on the wheel <laughs> And you have to you chug a uh, gallon of water with the cock clip on for three hours. Oh, that sounds like fun. No, that's bad for you. Dr. Steve, tell him no. <laughs> tell him no. no that's, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that one. But, you know, when I was uh, first the uh, medical advisor for the Opie and Anthony channel, they would call me and say, should we let E-Rock do the... Um, Wiffle ball bat uh, challenge. <laughs> How far can we get into E-Rock? <laughs> or, or the uh, cinnamon challenge. And I would say no, and then they would just do it anyway. So, you know, I, yeah, oh, you, you can ask me. I would recommend it. You're a very respected it. advisor over there, I see. It's still, a, <laughs> it's still a, a free country, so you do what you want. You know, it was like, Dr. Steve sa says we should do it. Opie's like, Dr. Steve, <laughs> what does he know? I'm doing radio. Hold your wee for a wee this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl, tell us more about your rapist All right, doctor. That Sunday. Who, by the way, this whole thing, just from the start of it, sounds like we're just dealing with a bunch of racist cops who wanted to get the one black doctor out of town. 
<laughs> he was breaking into apartments and raping people. These cops later went to L.A. and framed uh, O.J. Simpson. It's amazing what these guys have pulled Bunch up. Bunch of racists. Sunday, September 5th, just after 6 a.m., Columbus police surprised one Edward Jackson Jr. in the north side apartment of two women who weren't home at the time. At first, Jackson was charged only with aggravated burglary and possession of criminal tools. Criminal mm. tools. Wasn't familiar with that. And an incontinence clamp. But after police <laughs> said they found a list of the names of more than 60 women with a date beside each name, oh. Jackson was charged with close to 100 criminal counts spanning seven years. Stop it with the list. Was he going to bill their insurance? What the fuck does he have a list for? <laughs> they found it in his car. The list of every single victim. He's been so buttoned up. That they didn't have a single clue, they didn't have a lead, and actually this gets even funnier. He's the only rapist who required a copay. <laughs> <laughs> this gets funnier because the same day that he was indicted, uh, September 22nd, 1983, a near lookalike William Bernard Jackson of 30 years old oh, was now freed, we're just being racist. Was freed after spending five years in prison on a conviction for two rapes in which Edward Jackson was now charged. Oh, come on. So, yeah, you want to talk about a problem here. It's, uh, they, they look they looked like that. Yep, that was him. Sure. Wow. Yeah, so there was a guy who did five years for this guy's crimes. That's un that's, just that's for, impossible. Just for being another black guy who's about the same height. Jackson's rapes took place between 1975 and 1982. The rapists wore ski masks, tied up victims, and knotted ropes, and called them by name, showing a predatory level of preparation. That's called bedside manner. <laughs> yes, he probably did learn that in school as well. Said one of his friends at the time, there must be some mistake. It's not the Ed Jackson I know. If it is, he's two people. And he was described as having a Jekyll Hyde personality. He was a respected internist who worked at area hospitals and even started his own private practice. That guy Jekylled all over those ladies' hides. Je mm. How do I not have my... How do I... You know, I Vinny, Why for as long as you and I have been... <laughs> this is stupid! I've been podcasting together. I don't have this... <laughs> Ready to go whenever you talk. How is that possible? Where's the Cuomo drop? I tell I jokes. Tell That's jokes. my bad. <laughs> Some better than Jackson's others. victims were women 21 to 45 years old, black and white, secretaries, nurses, psychologists, lawyers, businesswomen, and one Roman Catholic nun. Others were unemployed. In three instances, Jackson's accused of breaking into apartments shared by two or three women and sexually assaulting all of the occupants. Edward F. Jackson Jr. was convicted in two separate cases and sentenced to prison, a prison term between 282 and 985 years huh. for sexual assaults. Wow. I feel like that's them just putting a really high interest rate on that credit card. You ain't going to pay that off. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Pay off that debt. Between 282 and you can stop right there. <laughs> that's fine. Whatever that lower number is, that's, that's good enough. I get it. I'm never getting out. He had uh, a teenage daughter. They lived in a suburban neighborhood. He was a great citizen. Everyone loved him. And uh, meanwhile, the guy was a creep and going around and uh, tying women up and raping them. So that's my creep. Dr. Edward Jackson, the Grandview Rapist. And with that, I say, Dr. Steve, take it away. All right, boys. <clears throat> well, I, um, I prepared three medical creeps for you today, and I thought I'd just run the Reader's Digest version by you and see which one I should really do on the show. <laughs> That's so. how this works at no, all. No, no, Dr. Steve. you got to pick one. Yeah. We don't pick one. Okay. Well, well, well let's, let's try this. See how it goes. So Jer the first one is Jeremy Samuel Donaldstern. He's an internist from Rapahoe, Indiana. This creep admitted a patient for congestive heart failure, which is basically the 
inability of the pump to uh, deliver blood effectively to the body. I know what that is. He's done some research on this. <laughs> it results in fluid collecting in the lungs, low oxygen. It can be fatal. Sure. And the patient had a rocky course. And on discharge, this creep admitted he prescribed propranolol when he intended to prescribe the Soprolol. I mean, what a fucking creep, Oh, my right? God. All right. Well, you're the winner this week, Steve. Wow. Is that what something? a creep. Well, that, Is there a board that I could complain to <laughs> about you right now? All right. That's a pretty good one. What else you got? Okay. I got this guy, um, uh, Derwood Leslie Twaddle. Oh, I know about this. He prescribed ivermectin to someone. <laughs> he gave Joe Rogan horse dewormer. <laughs> horse paste. Uh, this guy is a pathologist from uh, Tule, Nevada uh, Medical Center. He was known for his odd behavior. It was eventually discovered to have misidentified neurofibrillary tangles as beta amyloidosis on a pathological uh, specimen. I mean, what? Oh, what an idiot. I mean, people tell me I behave odd all the time, yeah, but I'm not, not fucking not making mistakes level. like that. Seriously. Come on. All right. <laughs> If, uh, if you didn't like those, let's try my number three, which is a guy named Joseph Michael Swango. On October 21st, 1954, the world welcomed Joseph Michael Swango, who would subsequently self-identify under a string of aliases. David J. Adams, Michael Kirk, Jack Kirk, and Michael Swan. Of course, the world would come to know him as Dr. Death. <laughs> no, it's everybody knows it's Dr. Death Steve Williams. Drink, <laughs> drink. And also, I don't like that one. I picked the second guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then I'm done. <laughs> what is this voice acting that you've brought us here, Dr. Steve? Yeah, what is going on? Please tell here. me you paid somebody to read that. Yeah, you've never watched that show? No. What show is this? No, oh, yeah, I did pay a guy to do it. It's hilarious. It's uh, that is a uh, David David C. Robertson from uh, DC on screen. Okay. Does, does he, he have a he day does, job though? Like he's not. Yeah, just yeah, a yeah. He has guy. a day job, okay, but he does some voiceover work. <laughs> okay. Jesus. So uh, this guy Did was. You tell him to back estimate. up like ten percent on that. It's <laughs> it's a little over the top, but all right, let's hear more of it. Well, he had, he sent me one that was said, this one is Orson Welles, and then this other one was The Joker. Oh, okay. So he had fun with it. Okay, good. Um, he's estimated to have been, uh, been involved in as many as 60 poisonings of patients and colleagues. Oh. He only admitted to causing four deaths. So this guy was the middle child of uh, Muriel and John Virgil Swango, who was a United States Army officer. When he got back from Vietnam, he was depressed. He divorced. And like we hear so many times with these, this guy uh, only, uh, you know, interacted with his mother. So uh, he saw very little of his father um, at all. Being the son of an estranged alcoholic Vietnam vet didn't stop young Joseph from becoming the valedictorian of his 1972 Quincy Catholic Boys High School class, playing clarinet in the band, or serving in the Marine Corps, where he learned to appreciate intense physical exercise without experiencing the burden of action overseas. So this guy goes to Quincy University. Actually, you, you can't have a sinister voice and talk about playing the clarinet. I don't know that he was reading the script before deciding which <laughs> affectation to put on. I think he just wanted to work on his dumb Joker voice. Yeah. God, I hate the Joker. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going, Dr. Steve. He uh, graduated summa cum laude 
And but then for some reason in college started engaging in self-flagellation Hot. to punish himself anytime uh, he was criticized by his professors. Mm. And then he goes to medical school at Southern Illinois University. <laughs> I don't have so many of these drops left. It's it was at Southern Illinois University School of Medicine. Meswango truly began exhibiting disturbing behavior. He eschewed his studies, began working as an ambulance attendant, and became obsessed with the dead and the dying. At least five of his assigned patients paid the ultimate price for Swango's fascination, and others suffered life-threatening emergencies. So, um, Michael Rappaport is actually watching right now live yeah. on YouTube, and he just sent oh, me no. he just sent me this note about your voiceover guy. This dude is fucking corny. I I don't know. I, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree. But that's what rap thinks. Tell no, us more, Puddin. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he also says you're not charismatic. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, Why are you? Know, you don't that's his opinion. Be mean to Doctor Steve. I'm not no, being mean good. to Dr. Steve. You I'm already didn't you Michael, invite him to that one dinner. I'm just telling you what Michael Rappaport was saying. You, you want me about this again, Vinny? You are really a bad person. <laughs> what did I do? I invited him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's okay. true. All right, let's get out, out of okay, the okay. Uh, inside baseball. So, so this guy had so much fun messing around with people close to death that he faked a bunch of stuff in his OBGYN rotation and was nearly expelled. Now he was. What do you mean he faked uh, a bunch of stuff? Yeah, what does that elaborate? Well, because he honest said, to God, it feels like that's a great uh, ground for pranks, like working in the yeah. OBGYN's office. That's true. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you could be down at the bottom, and then all of a sudden, like a bunch of scarves come flying out like a cloud. <laughs> What's happening here, man? <laughs> Ping pong balls start shooting across the room. It'd be really funny if you had like uh, like green slime or something. You go under the blanket, you come out, and it's covered <laughs> on your face. Like, what happened? <laughs> Holy shit! Wow, you really missed your Oh, I have so many stories I can't tell right now. I'd be the best fake doctor. (laughs) Well, anyway, he was nearly expelled for just faking charts, saying he saw patients that he didn't. But he did graduate. This is the thing. And now that he was a doctor, he could write prescriptions. Prescriptions for murder. There you go. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, He got a surgical internship at Ohio State uh, Medical Center. And uh, was going to be followed by a residency in neurosurgery. And this is where things started going awry for him. Uh, the nurses noted that p- healthy parent- patients began to sti- or dying mysteriously with alarming frequency. And one nurse caught him injecting medicine into a patient who became strangely ill. The nurses report this guy and they are told that they're paranoid. Wait a second. Now this- Why are you talking about Dr. Fauci now? <laughs> we go back here to your, we go we go back to the other doctor here we go <laughs> carl's mad at fauci drink <laughs> how do you like it this, carl this guy um it's he had such privilege that all these nurses go and complain this guy's injecting people with stuff they're dying and they're just ah you guys you're on the rag you know you they're told that they were paranoid <laughs> it could have been both <laughs> yeah so, um, you know, his work was so crummy, though, that OSU uh, pulled its residency offer 
And uh, they were later on during the investigation, when people went back and said, how did we let this happen? It turned out that the university was afraid that he would sue them. So he starts working as an emergency medical technician, even though he'd been fired from an ambulance service before for making a heart patient drive himself to the hospital. Oh, that's, that's a funny <laughs> prank. That's a funny prank. It is. I mean, did he just, do the thing where the guy was trying to get in the car and he'd move up a couple feet? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the paramedics on the staff began noticing whenever he prepared coffee, a lot of them became violently ill, and he was eventually arrested and uh, convicted of aggravated battery for poisoning his coworkers. This guy just sounds like a joker. Yeah, it's a to joker. five years. You need yeah. a guy like this around the office. It just makes it more fun. Yeah, it makes, it, it makes the day <laughs> it go by. Makes it more challenging. And trust me, you've never tasted Carl's coffee. Come on. <laughs> The uh, press house stuff he's trying to sell house, everybody. Presshouse.com <laughs> slash. All right. You know, they so, grind the beans with his club feet. <laughs> That's Boy. not true. That's been disproven <laughs> time and time again. You can order go to presshouse.com. That's a and fallacy. Order, order, what Vinny is saying is a fallacy. The club a foot blend. Fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he spends five years in prison. He gets released, finds a job as a laboratory technician. And then, of course, what happens is his coworkers start getting sick right and left. And around this time, he met this woman, Kristen Lynn Kinney, and she was a nurse at this hospital. And uh, they fell in love. They were going to get married once they got settled. And he resigned his position to seek out a new position as a doctor. So he changes his name to Daniel J. Adams, forged a bunch of documents, gets a job at Sanford uh, Medical Center in Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota. So you don't need to have a degree to become a doctor. That is no, you just have to know how to use Photoshop. So I, so I am a doctor now. Good. I have to, after this taping, I will be a doctor. Yeah, I think I, I think if Dr. Steve just says you're a doctor now, then you become a you're doctor. You're a doctor. It's like yeah, van, I, being bitten by a vampire. <laughs> Well, the pay is good, well, but the hours kind of suck. I don't think I'm going to do it. Can I be a doctor, Dr. Steve? Sure. Yeah, you're a doctor. A doctor of love. So, <laughs> doctor of cheeseburgers. <laughs> so the pizza he, uh, doctor is in. <laughs> this guy ends up uh, at the Sanford, and this is what happens. Swango established a sterling reputation. At Sanford, but made the mistake of attempting to join the American Medical Association, who did a more thorough background check and found out about that pesky poisoning conviction. At Thanksgiving, the Discovery Channel aired an episode of Justice Files that included a segment on Swango. Amid the AMA report and calls from frightened colleagues, Sanford fired Swango. Kinney went back to Virginia soon afterward after suffering from violent migraines. After she left Swango, the headache stopped. <laughs> what, a, what a surprise. So this guy leaves, and then he finds a place in a residency program doing psychiatry at Stony Brook. And now, again, the patients begin dying for no explicable le uh, reason. Four months later, his fiance committed suicide. Arsenic was found in her body. Well, that's so a the good way mother, to kill yourself. It is. Yeah, arsenic. yeah, yeah. Yeah, with arsenic. So his, um, uh, just a coincidence. Uh, her mother uh, was horrified to find out that this person with his history could be allowed to practice medicine. So she contacted the, his previous dean 
And uh, Swango admits he lied about his poisoning conviction and he was fired. And before he resigned, the dean sent a warning about this guy to all 125 medical stool, schools and a thousand teaching hospitals across the United States. So now what does he do? He goes to Z Zimbabwe. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's yeah. probably the best yeah. doctor in Zimbabwe <laughs> by default. This They're is all hitting on poison. What's the difference? There, there's a twist here with this guy that is why I really wanted to use him, and I hope the payoff is 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 worth it. Don't advertise it. Just go for it, baby. Right. Got got you, buddy. Um, he <laughs> settled in Zimbabwe using these forged documents. Got a job at a mission hospital, and again, his patients begin dying mysteriously. And this is what kills me about this guy. One of the complaints was that he lacked basic skills as a doctor. Now, he graduated summa cum laude from a decent college, worked as an EMT, got full medical training, did two or three different residencies, and he's outed for being a bad doctor in Zimbabwe. Yeah, that's the one thing he should have had buttoned up. Like to oh, make it God. look like he was good at being a doctor. That, that's much. the one thing you'd want to do if you're going to like yeah. poison everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So he was suspended. He hires a lawyer, tries to get an interim permit to work. But one of the surgical residents there said he was weird, found him snooping around mysteriously in the wards and, and in the ICU, even when he wasn't on call. And uh, they had suspected that a lot of the sudden deaths were caused by him, but he, they didn't have any proof at that stage. So he rents a room from a widow in Zimbabwe. She just coincidentally comes down with arsenic poisoning, but she sent hair samples to South Africa, which were positive for arsenic, and the Zimbabwe uh, police uh, were notified. In the meantime, Swango had sensed that the net was closing in on him. He crossed the border to Zambia and subsequently to Namibia, where he found temporary medical work. Again. He was charged in absentia with poisonings. In March 1997, he applied for a job at the Royal Hospital in Dahiran, Saudi Arabia, using a false resume. Which, by the way, the job he got. And he couldn't uh, this... take care of those 15 hijackers. <laughs> he had one job to do while in Saudi Arabia. He couldn't figure it out. Bob Johnson uh, he, in the YouTube he... made the best joke. He goes, Bill Gates is the one who hired him to go to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, he never made it to uh, Saudi Arabia because this genius who's in Zimbabwe books a flight and he has a layover in Chicago O'Hare International Airport on his way to Saudi Arabia. That's not We're, on the way to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I don't, don't know. How, uh, but did they get him? You know, they arrest him. Did they get him for murder? Of Fucking travelocity. <laughs> well, he was trying to get the cheapest flight. It's kind of on him. True, true. He uh, pleads guilty to defrauding the government. And was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. Still not for murder. And the sentence, uh, sentencing judge ordered that he not be allowed to prepare or deliver food or have any involvement in the same. So, uh, you know, so it turns out if you're a federal inmate, you got to serve 85% of your sentence before you're eligible for getting time off, which meant they only had about three years to prove he was a murderer. And uh, they were afraid, of course, if they let him out, that he would murder again. And uh, so they exhumed the bodies of three of his patients. Uh, they found evidence that he paralyzed a guy with an injection that was supposedly that a sedative. Job? Yeah. Who's the person what, who has to dig it into the ground? Oh, yeah. Forensic pathologist. Dude. Oh, God. Casey. It's Casey. The, the, That's a crazy job. Yeah. yeah by but the way, that she does it with her fingers. She doesn't even like to use a shovel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those people are the creeps, in my opinion. If you Agreed. want that job, 
You're great. Modern day ghouls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, pathologists tend to be folks that don't want to interact with patients on a one-to-one basis. You know, a lot of them. And so, they, you know, they work in labs or they, would you say, <laughs> you know, would you say that is like the type of doctor that's the creepiest and the weirdest in general? Like when you meet, when you go, uh, yeah, for, for, listen, I was, name I names, was Dr. A, Steve name names. We want to know. I was a medical examiner for a while uh, when I was up in Vermont. And I will have to say that the journal that I got for the National Association of Medical Examiners was one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. It was one crazy ass death after another. People with uh, who had killed themselves by giving themselves concrete enemas, all with the pictures, pictures of people with autoerotic asphyxiation after giving themselves champagne enemas, a guy that got run over by a tractor and it just showed this big divot in his chest. I mean, three words for you guys, wheel of consequences. Yes. Concrete enema. I like that. That would be a funny band name. Yeah, actually. it would be a great band name. Don't ever do it, though, because remember, concrete, when it sets, is an exothermic reaction, meaning it gives off heat. So what it does is it cooks you from the inside. Now, uh, Robin Quivers used to do the coffee enemas. Isn't that yeah. also hot, Dr. Steve? Well, hopefully they're not using hot. <laughs> I, was, I thought they were just pouring it right. Okay. <laughs> no, right from the curing. The no, hopefully not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so they they finally charged this guy with three counts of murder. I'm almost done. And uh, the FBI to- agents told him that on the day he was due to be released, he would be extradited to Zimbabwe. And he began to sing like a bird. And in uh, court, he pleaded guilty to the three murder counts. You think I want to go uh, back to Zimbabwe? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Take me back to prison, he was, please. He was in big trouble if he got convicted in Zimbabwe. So um, he uh, prosecutors read lurid passages from his notebook again with the notebook. These guys yeah. describing the joy great he movie during oh, his yes. crimes, and he got uh, three consecutive terms of life without parole. In his book *Blind Eye*, Quincy native James B. Stewart estimated that counting the suspicious deaths. At SIU, circumstantial evidence links Swango to 35 suspicious deaths. The FBI believes he may be responsible for as many as 60 deaths, which would make him one of the most prolific serial killers in American history. Which is why I picked this guy. And that, my friends, is my creep of the week. Jeffrey Michael Swango, physician and the most prolific serial killer in American history. And also a good friend of yours. And didn't you tell us that as well? Yeah. Yeah. Little, little Jeff, we called him. L Jeff. LJ. Yeah. Yeah, Now, now folks, you've heard a couple of stories here. You heard about this guy, Swango, who's a doctor. You heard about this uh, rapey doctor that Carl brought, but folks, Edward Jackson. Yes. My creep today is a German gentleman. His name is Niels Hogel. And Niels wasn't a doctor. Niels hmm. was a male nurse. Thank you, I rest oh, my case. Oh, there you go. Is <laughs> male nurse. <laughs> Everyone should suspect the male nurse. I agree. Not only is he a male nurse, his father was a male nurse. 
So if that doesn't tell you what kind of creepy genes we're talking about here, Wait. even Dr. Steve looks disgusted What here. year are we talking about? There weren't male nurses before 2003. What are you talking about? He received his certification to become a nurse in 1997. Yeah, but his mm. father, though, I mean, there's no way his dad was a male. His dad was a doctor. You're lying. Oh, my God. You his didn't father, research this very well. No, I did. And his father was the laughing stock. Okay. Well. Everybody made fun of. Oh, look at the male nurse. Hogle. <laughs> Good. They used to call bed they, they, they used to call humor. They used to call bedpans hogles, just because <laughs> just to mock this man. All right. Now his son Niels wanted to bring a little bit of respect and dignity back to the family name. He went into the same profession, but he went in with the goal of being the greatest male nurse there ever was. Not only is this guy a creep, he's a tryhard. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's a big time tryhard. And Dr. Steve tells me that his guy might be one of the most prolific serial killers in American well, history. Well, the FBI said that because they like to okay. pad their numbers. Well, yeah, let me just true. throw this out at you. My guy, post World War II, is the most prolific serial killer in German history. Really? Yes, sir. All right. Now, that sounds pretty good. In 1999, he got a job in the Oldenburg Clinic. He was stationed in the cardiac surgery intensive care unit. And in August 2001, doctors and medical orderlies of the hospital held a meeting. And at this meeting that he attended, they discussed an unusual spike in both resuscitations and deaths during the preceding months. Now, 58% of those incidents were found to have been occurred where our boy Niels was working. Surely a coincidence. After this meeting... Niels just called in sick for three weeks because he was like, oh, shit, I don't even want to go back there. Yeah. But uh, he did go back. Nothing happened. Nobody knew anything was going on. But the head physician there was very, very suspicious because he knew because something he was a male was up. nurse. Yeah. Because he was a male nurse. Like, <laughs> it's got to be the male nurse, whatever the fuck's happening here. Agreed. So they transfer him to the anesthesiology ward. Then the head physician there is like, there's something fucking wrong with this guy. I don't know what it is. And they noticed that he was in the middle of life-saving situations all the time. Here comes Niels. He's coming to save the day. This dude is a creepy German, and he's going to save the day. All these people are having going into cardiac arrest. And there he is. And I'm like, yeah, so doctor is finally here. Like, no, no unfortunately, actually, it's just a male nurse. nurse. Like, Damn it. He wanted to show everybody that a male nurse could be a hero, too. Yep. 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 So they said to him that this is really weird. These numbers are very suspicious. We're not able to prove anything, but we want you out of here so you could resign or we're going to fire you. He chose to resign, and they wrote him a letter of recommendation. Oh, that's oh, nice. for problem. God's sake. Make it someone else's problem. No. Perfect. <laughs> he went to another clinic called the Delmhurst Clinic, where emergencies and fatalities, mostly due to arrhythmia or sudden decreases in blood pressure, began spiking every time he was on the job. This led to Hogel's co-workers again thinking there's something wrong with this guy. In court proceedings, it comes out that the doctors thought he was great. Because he was always there and his resuscitation rate was really pretty all right. Okay. So they liked him for a while, but then one day they found four empty vials of the stuff called Gerlitamal, G-I-L-U-R-Y-T-M-A-L, Dr. Steve. Hmm, that must be a German version of it. Let me look it up. Yeah. Ajamaline. Is this, does that mean anything? A-J-M-A-L-I-N-E? Oh, oh. Ajmaline? Yeah. Okay, that's, yeah, that's... Um, Before you say this, though, Dr. Steve, yeah. I just want to remind you of the policy on the show. Ain't yeah. no fact 
No, go ahead. We have a doctor on. We could use this. What does this drug do? I need to know. Yeah, it induces um, arrhythmias. Oh, so, why would yeah. a why would you want a drug to do that? <laughs> well, is your heart working too well? well? They, Here's the interesting <laughs> interesting fact here. Um, I'll tell you why, but you don't care. They found <laughs> four doctors. You're <laughs> fucking right. We don't. It's okay. They found four empty vials of this shit in his ward, in spite of no doctor having prescribed it at all. Well, they're empty. No, why so would it's fine. they ever prescribe it? Right. They found four vials of it. Nothing happened. Yeah, there's, so there's having, a disease. Sorry. Go ahead. There's a disease called Brugada syndrome, and they use it to diagnose it. And okay. uh, Brugada uh, syndrome is a thing that causes mutations in this sodium ion channel. I knew you wouldn't want to know. So, uh, But anyway, and you can use this stuff to help diagnose it. That's really the only use for it that right. I know of. Well, no, there's another use for it. It's to make yeah. yourself look like a hero. Yeah. Which is what our boy was doing. It's awesome. He was inducing people into having cardiac arrest yep. just so he could jump in and fucking be you know, a goddamn hero. <laughs> Who's this guy think he is? Tom Myers? What does he think he's doing? Honestly, this is the same strategy the FBI has. Where they give somebody a bunch of bombs and guns and then they arrest him when they show up at the scene like, ah, oh, we got gotcha. you. Mm -hmm. Bunch of tryhards. Yep. Nobody's a fan of this. Yep. So in 2005... He's been there for three years. Colleagues caught him intentionally injecting into a syringe pump this drug. So the police opened an investigation into Hogel. Multiple co-workers at the hospital came forward to say that they were suspicious of him. They discovered that 73% of the deaths in the hospital could be connected to Hogel's work schedule. No one told me there was going to be boasting. 73 fucking percent of the deaths. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. But it's just his schedule, though. So there'd be some percentage no matter what. When they caught him red-handed doing this, okay. he was arrested and he went to jail for seven years for attempted murder. But he was trying to save them, though. It's an attempted murder if you then try to save the person. It was actually attempted voluntary manslaughter they got him with. And he goes to jail, but they open up an investigation into him. When all is said and done, in 2019... 14 years after, that's how long it took to investigate all of this. Mm -hmm. 106 victims. Okay. Wow. The, uh, 106 people who actually died or 106 yes. people who. 106 Give people actually died. A bill. <laughs> Why don't you have that on your board? That's a good one. I know. That, that's a Dr. <laughs> Steve thing, though. The ages of the people were aged 34 to 96. So oh. 106 people. Now, how many people did he save? That's what I was wondering, yeah, because yeah. he was trying to save them afterwards. He is uh, credited with saving 60 people. Amazing. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty but, good track record. But 106 people died, oh. which would put his batting average at .341, which is not okay. real great. That's Hall but, of Fame. That's Hall of Fame right there. But his murder his murder batting percentage yeah. is .602. Right. So Ooh. 602. I think he's a much better murderer than he is a hero. Yeah. And that is why my creep is the try-hard male nurse, Niles Hogel. And we all know we're going to lose to Dr. Steve because the fans are going to fuck with us. <laughs> See, why are you planting that seed right Because I already there, know man. they were going to do it. We, we just won't put no. them in the... I'll just edit them the out. Poll. Yeah, we'll just I'll edit them out. Just don't let people vote for him. <laughs> they might Fine. vote for the guy who did the voiceover. <laughs> As the creep this yeah. week? I would agree with that. So, uh... <laughs> That's our that's our competition this week. Make sure you go to thecreepoff.com to vote. Uh, Carl, what was your creep's name? 
My creep is Dr. Edward F. Jackson Jr. And uh, you could vote for Dr. Steve and Dr. Michael Jerry Jeffrey Swango, whatever his name is. <laughs> Joseph Michael Swango. And uh, my guy is Little Niles Hogo. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> you keep changing the name because I, I came across know, this I guy when I was researching it, and I'm like, "Don't you see what's, what's this guy's name? I don't think this is right." And then you came up with three different names. Like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and my guy is uh, Niels Hogo R A. Thanks or R N whatever. R-N, yes. Yeah. R A. Right. He's in charge of the dorms. Let's do some voicemails, shall we, Carl? Let's do it. We can't do voicemails without talking about our sponsor. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the City of Syracuse. Come see our 800-pound butter sculpture. Hurry before Vinny tracks it down. <laughs> see you in Syracuse. It's one hour and 12 minutes away from where I sit. That's your head start, that, people. That's how much time you have to see this butter <laughs> that's sculpture. Your, that's your head start. So uh, let's start with this one. This guy is responding to uh, one of the questions we talked about. Did anybody ever bang their teacher in high school? Oh, yeah, yeah. I put that out there. Yep, yep. Here we go. Let me start this at the beginning. Sorry, guys. Hey, I lost my virginity to my Algebra 2 teacher. I was 18. She was 27. It's amazing. Um, it's not four, 45 seconds isn't long enough, but basically I was in office day. I'd go in there on my uh, three hours, talk to her, had a assembly one day, and didn't see her. She called my fucking house and told me, oh, I missed you today. I was like, yeah, you probably thought about me fucking you on your desk. And uh, she said, yeah, I did. And next thing you know, no. two days later, I was fucking blowing my load uh, all over myself and, and her Bullshit. and all that good shit. So if you want the fullest end story of this crazy bitch, and then she fucked my friends after we all graduated. But uh, there you go. Thanks, man. Bye. All right, I'm calling bullshit on this story. You I bet she said she missed penis, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couple of things wrong with this. So my le- lesbian algebra teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, the first thing, the first red flag for me was he was an 18-year-old virgin. And this chick was attracted to him. Yeah, you what mean his even, uncle didn't get to him first? Come on, guys. What are we even talking about? What here? are we even talking about? Thank you, Betty. I got a Carl. voicemail for us. No, you don't. Hey, Carl. It's Cam. Uh, so, for the live show, was that really Vinny's consequence to do the Patrick Michael stand up in front of your own fans? Come on, that's, that's hardly even a consequence. Coming back. That actually wasn't his consequence. His consequence was doing that at an open mic, which I believe you've posted on the Creep Off YouTube channel. YouTube channel. Go there now. Please subscribe. Subscribe to the Creep Off on YouTube, please. And uh, we'll have more fun videos of us humiliating ourselves. Yes, yes. Speaking of which, uh, didn't you tell me that you had a video that was uh, ready to go? I'm waiting to see it. I'm still, we're still uh, in post on that There video. shouldn't be a post. It should be seven seconds of video. It's, it's, we're in post-production There's right no, now. There's some CGI that I'm trying to work what out. What do you need CGI? <laughs> Listen, CGI. I, I just want it to be a really good seven-second video, so we'll we'll get it done soon. Okay, it's there now. There might be like a Carl, Marvel villain in Carl, it or something. No, no, I'm not doing it, dude. You you got the 14-second porn challenge. It's done. Damn it! It's the four, now the 14-second porn challenge. That's, that's too long. I don't care. That's too Not long. my problem. <laughs> okay. It's been too long since you spun the wheel. You're the one who has to stand there filming me while I do this. Fine, and I'm going to be standing there and look horrified. Like, will somebody think of the children? I'm going to wear a Dolphins jersey when I do it. Do it. Show you all those fans. Ballsiest creeps. thing you ever did. <laughs> you and your stupid Buffalo Bills. How was your day yesterday at the game? It was uh, it was not great. And then I got multiple texts from Vinny that were just ha, 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 ha. <laughs> 
followed by <laughs> there was a couple emojis of that laughy cry face. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, well, you know, the Dolphins won. So uh, here's another voicemail. Hi, this, this voicemail is from Vincent Paulino. Hello, Mr. Paulino. This is Philip from the Love Zone. We are calling today to congratulate here? you on 10 years of loyal, loyal service and subscription to our website. Uh-huh. And as a thank you gift, we will be giving you the next year for half price. Just use the promo code CP King, and we want to thank you again <laughs> for your loyal, loyal service. <laughs> Thanks, Ben Practice. Guys. Who's that old guy over there? Uncle Benny. Uncle Benny. With the creepy old guy yeah. Uncle Benny. <laughs> Thelovezone.com. I didn't know the Ben Practice guy had such a range. That's pretty good. Good on him. All right, I got another voicemail for us here. All right. Yeah, I just listened to uh, WACP. Uh, this is uh, for Vinny uh, on the creep up. It is so precious to hear him talk about the fatos he saw in Chicago and how fired up and fucking vile he gets. Vinny hates fat people yeah. deep down inside. Not even deep he down. A, he's a fat hater. Yep. He's a fatso who hates fatos. You want to know something amazing? You got. You're right. You're right. I'm a fatso who hates fatsos. I'm also an Italian who hates Italians. So I'm just saying, I'm a self-hater. If, if you got 10 pounds on Vinny, he hates your guts, and I just think it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny is a fucking fat... He's a fat, fat shamer. So anyway, yes. you fat, fat shamer. Anyway, hey, Vinny, I'm about... <laughs> eh, I'd like to think 50 pounds less than you, so... Obese. You are a fat slob to me, and I think you should die a slow death. Oh, Which God. I'm sure you will. You'll manage. All right. Anyway, love you guys. Love the show. <laughs> the fat, fat shaver. <laughs> the fat, fat shaver, Vinny Paulino. You really do hate fat people. You sent me so many videos. And by the way, whenever you send me videos of fat people at wrestling events, they're never with other people. They're not, like, popular. They're not, like, having a conversation. They or had them out. when they got there, but they either <laughs> ate them or sat on them. Right. Something fucking happened. <laughs> All right. Last voicemail. Carl, thanks for calling in again. Oh, boy. Hey, Vin, this is Carl. I just need to know whether or not in Chicago you grabbed on the Vic's titties and yelled, and I quote, Awooba, and you thought they smelled bad on the outside. Just let me know, bud. <laughs> Hold on a second. That did not happen. What titties? Good Star Wars reference. What fucking titties? Oh, come on. Vic's got uh, some tickled bitties. What are you talking about? Mm, wasn't paying attention. I couldn't get past her face. Well, if you had oh. five bucks a month, you could see what they look like on Patreon.com slash Who Are These Podcasts? Mm. Something that's I'm well sorry. worth five dollars. Well, maybe I'll be able to afford it now that I got a discount to the love zone. <laughs> that old guy over there. All right. Uh, what yeah. are we doing next, Vinny? I think it's time for a scum parade, kids. You know what? Instead of a scum parade, I think that we should do, because Dr. Steve is here. We should do this. Some are honest, some deranged stories that are very strange. Weird news. <laughs> no. Let's, let's do weird news. I don't do weird news. I do the scum parade. It's different. Watch out for the scum parade. Oh, no, it's scum parade. Look out for the scum parade. Making Vinny's Strap in, kids. We got a fucked up scum parade for you this week. 
Let's start off with the lower end of things. A Florida mom was arrested for allegedly help her son and friend beat up another child. Yes. Anytime a child gets beaten up, I'm all right with it. Well, it starts off being funny, and then it only gets funnier. It's <laughs> a good story. <laughs> That's the thing about it. 30-year-old <laughs> Ashley Ruffin is yeah. accused of grabbing the boy Ooh. by his hair. Ruffin is a good last name for her. She is Ruffin to look at. Oh, she certainly is. Oof. She's accused of grabbing the boy by his hair and arm and holding him while her son and another bully beat him up. Yes. I like Ma, the, hold him. I like, you got it, son. In the <laughs> article, it says another bully beat him up. I like that they're already like labeling these, these young children. They're a gang. They're called the Mama's Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so the Flagler County Sheriff's Office on a Monday, the victim told police that he was sitting with his friends outside a sports complex at Indian Trails Middle School when he was attacked by the two boys. His friends ran over to help, and at some point during the scuffle, the victim said that Ruffin restrained him, allowing her sons and the other boys to continue pummeling him. Witnesses who corroborated the boy's story also told cops that Ruffin flashed a taser at one point during the brawl. <laughs> the sheriff's office said the victim's mother reported the incident to a resource officer at the middle school on Wednesday, who it turned flagged it to the sheriff's office. Ruffin was hit with battery and child abuse charges. She has denied that she tried to hurt a child and claimed in a Facebook Live video that she was only trying to pull her son away from the altercation. Oh, that always helps. Do you guys check out this video? No. Do you have it? Yeah, I do. No. Oh, God. It's 15 minutes long, so there's just a, a little piece of it here. This Enough is the beginning. trying to be the cool mom, though. Jesus Christ. Well, I will tell you this. I don't think this woman's spoken to an attorney yet. Because there is no attorney on earth who would say, go to Facebook Live and tell no. your side of the story. It's a She's really bad beat idea. up over 4,000 kids. <laughs> what is she? It's a really bad idea. So it starts off, she's waiting for it to populate, which is kind of a weird move. But she's also beside herself. She's crying hysterically. She's all upset. And I'm just going to wait for people <laughs> to come on to hear my story. <laughs> what are you, Opie? Uh, and uh, Bill is here, and Fred is here. Hi, Fred. I'd like to thank Billy for the $3. I would apologize. Now I'm on Central Florida News, West News, Flagler County Sheriff's Office. Like, this is such a biased, one-sided story. They took the word of the children. I'm, I'm in so much pain because... I would never hurt a child. Well, no, and you I just held the kid. I had to spend a night in jail, undeservingly, away from my newborn baby, my three boys. Oh, she has three kids. Take them away. <laughs> what are they doing? So that's the beginning of the video. She's crying hysterically. I didn't do anything. You guys don't know the story. And then she starts telling the story. And I just want to play this for you because. I'm going to point out, she goes through a lot of the dialogue between these boys in a locker room where she was not <laughs> present. They go to the locker room and the kid is insisting. And my son is there saying, Joe, yo, chill out. Like, however they talk, like, bro, not here. Like, chill, chill. So the kid says, oh, well, you're a pussy. And there's a lot of teenage boys in this locker room. Mind you, they're 13, 14. He's 12. He just turned 12. So he's like, laughed it off. That's Eli. He's like, you know, chill. It's, it's not like, stop. He's, so the kid says, I'll slap box you right now. If not, you're a pussy. So this woman's going through the dialogue <laughs> that her son told her because he doesn't want to get in trouble. Uh, Tucker Dixon on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, she's going to have a new show on Patreon called Beatings on the Balcony. <laughs> <laughs> 
that I would subscribe Tucker. to. Well done. That I would subscribe to for sure. So I, this is, again, 15 minutes long. She's going through and exclaiming her innocence. Meanwhile, she's just telling her son's side of the story. Everything that her son told her. No, this, this kid deserved it, Mom. He was a bully. He was trying to beat us up. Well, she doesn't like bullies, Carl. She obviously does not. She's like That's Captain, she Captain America. A taser. By the way, can I point out that in the New York Post rules? This is a sentence from that article. <laughs> Flagler County Sheriff Rick Staley said that he doubts Ruffin will receive a Mother of the Year award. <laughs> that, I, I totally have that written here. I was going to close with that. How is well that done. newsworthy? <laughs> she certainly isn't going to win the Mother's of the Year yeah. award. The cop made a snide remark. All right, good, good on him. him. Yeah. What? What? First off, sir, what? How do you know what qualifies mother of the year? If my mother had fucking held people down for me to punch them when I was a kid, she would have gotten way better Mother's Day gifts. None of that DIY make it yourself shit. World, I would have gone to the store for her. world's greatest mom mug. Here you come. That's it. That's it. You guys want to go to Dublin, Ohio? Yes. A Dublin man who previously served time for trying to collect the urine of young boys was indicted on child pornography charges Monday. This guy's a creep. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, guy's yeah, yeah. Definition of a creep. So uh, let's, before I tell you what he did, let's well, just talk know. about. I mean, this could be a laboratory uh, situation. Maybe who those hasn't? kids had urinary tract infections. Who hasn't collected children's urine? <laughs> yeah. For... And he's trying, trying to help them out, give them. Medical taste testing purposes. It's, <laughs> it's possible the guy discovered the fountain of youth, and maybe when I'm in my 70s, I'll be hanging out in the bathroom of a mini golf course. <laughs> Let's just keep that as a possibility. This guy's arrest record goes back to 1994. He pled guilty to gross sexual imposition against an eight-year-old boy, which I looked up, and it pretty much means he whacked off in front of a kid. Ah, uh, okay. Then in 2006, he was caught at a movie theater and was accused of watching little boys urinate. Hey, he give me that. Don't put that in there. Put it in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> he just You're being wasteful. Yeah. He got one of those like giant. 2006 was like a Lord of the Rings collector's cup. He's yes. just like, do it right in here. <laughs> you don't need that toilet. Oh, God. Police say the pet admitted to collecting boys here and even paid them for it. Well, good. Transactional. Yeah. Mm. It's called capitalism, Vinny. You know, they say <laughs> sex work right. is sex work, but yeah. I didn't know you were allowed to do it like after school. Um, <laughs> In 2009, Pat was convicted of attempting to collect urine from toilets in another business. So he likes his pee-pee. Yes, he does. He's and uh, the grand jury this past wait Monday morning. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait. Is there <clears> – he <throat> wasn't trying to collect it from kids. He's trying to collect it from the toilets. Is that is that against the law? Is that illegal? Yeah, it's just... like someone doesn't flush. That's mine now. Finders keepers. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's like trash at the curb. You right. left it there. Yes. I'm going to yeah. grab uh, that desk that has a broken leg and some urine. You That's know what? Honestly, God, I'm thinking about this now. Every time I go and take a leak in public, I'm not flushing. I'm leaving it there. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody what? might enjoy it. Right. We're thoughtful <laughs> people around you here. You know what? Actually, Vinny, I'll take it one step forward uh, further than that. I'm going to put it on eBay. Not only am I not going to flush it, I'm going to actively seek out people who want my urine sample. You mean to tell me You're that I could go to eBay.com and get a pee sample from the host of the Peapod? That's right. Tell me more, Carl. That's right. Yes. 
You can hear from episode 24 of the Peapod. The actual urine can now be yours. Collect them all. We have Croge. <laughs> we have Andy. Comes in many styles and flavors. Kai is a little more expensive because you got to ship it uh, overseas. Yes, and it's extra musty. It's not getting past customs. Correct. Now, he got in trouble because he was going to a third-party computer and using it to look up internet porn, and people called the police and busted him. Hold on. I want to explain what this article says, because yes. it, it actually kind of annoys me. Yeah, I had to look it up from another place, a different okay. article than yours, so because, go ahead. Okay, then maybe this explains it, because they said they received a tip that Patton was Googling shit. Yeah. I'm like, well, from who? Google? Who's telling on him about what he's Googling? It's got to be Google. And the reason why- It was I, someone else's computer. He well, was trying to sneak it on somebody okay. else's. Because the reason why I get upset about that sort of thing when it's like, oh, well, he was Googling stuff. I'm like, well, wait, how did people find out about that? If, if I have to go and explain my search history to a judge someday- Oh, no. Your Honor, I, I don't care how to properly encrypt CP on a hard drive. You see, I was just trying to come up with an accurate setup for a joke Science that I was doing. is a liar sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it would be a really bad day for both of us if we end up in court over this. Oh, my God. Our search history? Forget about it. I, I'd be like, yeah, all right. How many years? Just How to I, murder Casey. <laughs> I do have the answer for you on whether you can sell your urine. Okay. I already location. know the answer. It's yes. <laughs> it, is. Yeah, I know it is yes. Selling urine as a part of a work of art appears to be legal. There's no federal law banning the practice. Now, the sale of urine is illegal in certain states under specific circumstances. South Can Carolina man. It? Are you allowed to get well, it? That's where it gets a little dicey. Yeah. It's like, no, no, Your Honor, the urine was free. It was the T-shirt that was eight hundred bucks. <laughs> what if we were to make a comic book and put our urine into the ink like kiss? Yes. Oh, that so here's illegal. okay. In 1990, South Carolina man Kenneth Curtis launched a lucrative business selling his urine to people who worried they may fail a company drug screen. Oh, my urine and won't help you with that. <laughs> he sold 15,000 samples and then that was prohibited. Unless so you want to get hired at a really cool place and it can help. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. 15,000 samples he's able to sell? Yep. That might be worth yep. it to stop doing drugs. Every, no, a year. A year and he did it for years. Yeah, never mind. 69 bucks for 5.5 ounces, which is a pretty specific. 69 bucks. Yeah, I know. It's cute. <laughs> 75 if you want first piss of the morning costs mm, a little more yeah first piss is the yeah. cleanest but anyway so there you go so uh let's move if on i can't be we? funny i can at least be informative thank you dr steve we dr steve if you don't stop being hard on yourself <laughs> by the way Vinny can be neither of those things so at least you're one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know to me you're my hero <laughs> two marshall county residents were sentenced to prison for their roles in what officials have called the most disturbing case they've ever been a part of. A 37-year-old woman named Holly DeBoard of Albertville received a sentence of 199 years Tuesday, 99 years for one count of first-degree sodomy, and 99-year term for one count of sexual torture. She received a 12-month sentence for one misdemeanor charge of bestiality, and Christopher Havis, 53, were also were both charged in connection with what they said was a terrible video. Now, what they did was, apparently, a mentally handicapped man in the village told on them for something to the police. Yes. They took uh -oh, this- Uh-oh, retard alert! Retard alert, class! 
they uh, tied him down. They had a dog piss on him and shit on him. They had the dog fucking him. And then they had uh, other things that they inserted into this gentleman. Wait, how do you know this? Because I read this article and I didn't get any of this information that you're telling me. Right. I look at multiple articles. I just send you the over, like the overdraft so I could surprise you with details later. So, it's fun. I, you know what's funny is that I wrote down, did they shove a large dildo into a retard's ass and make the dog lick the blood? Because I was trying to figure out specifically what this video had in it, and I guess I was way off. I would on think that that, that might have probably happened to this. Dogs are out of control when they smell something they want. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Before she was sentenced to 200 years in jail, she said to the court, I ask you for mercy and ask for a second chance. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, she learned her lesson. I won't yeah. be doing that again, Your Honor. I really learned. My, I've had some time to reflect. I take full responsibility for what I did. I have spent my time in jail soul searching. I know that if I had made better choices, I am 100% positive things would be different. I have a family of my own. I've been a single mom since my son was nine years old. She was the one barking all of the orders yes. in this video. So she's telling him how far to shove the thing in the guy in the retard's ass and Telling the dog what to do. Get him, Scout. Yeah. That, <laughs> Get in there. That's a problem right there. 199 years to life, which is wow. life. And then it says in the article, <laughs> the other guy received a life sentence for his role in the violent viral video. Yeah. Viral? Because this video, I haven't seen this video. What do they mean by viral? This was released in a town. Like, they're in a small town. Uh-huh. And they put this on, like, Facebook. Everyone was sharing Facebook. it on Facebook. Yes. It was on social media, they said. Hey, look what we did. Violently raping a retard was a viral video on yeah. Facebook video? Is that what you're telling <laughs> they me? They did a YouTube premiere <laughs> video of it. It was great. No Everybody took my, my family didn't share that one with me. I missed it. How did they think that was an, uh, something to do? People I mean, are very dumb. The, the, the act itself is heinous. Yeah. But then to videotape it and go, well, we're proud of this. Hey, y'all look, take take a look. Fucking Dr. Steven is kink shaming again. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own, Dr. Steve. I can't. <laughs> good Lord. Uh, well, good for them for being in. Uh, I got to tell you, way. Dr. Steve, I didn't know about any of the stuff that was going on until I started doing the show with Vinny. Like Vinny's always been obsessed with these types of stories. But yeah. I've learned a lot about humanity, and none of it is good. No, we no, are a problem. I don't know why you're wasting your time trying to save people. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. We're gonna we're gonna force them to retire early. I think there should be a questionnaire before you get medical attention. Have you? Are you on a sex offender registry? Yes. Yeah, you're on your own. Is Just there a viral leave. video of you on Facebook that we could find? Have you ever <laughs> anally raped a retard with a German Shepherd? Pretty specific, but we still need to ask. Yes. Yep. These are serious questions. I wonder how they got the dog to actually defecate on him because I can't get my dog to defecate anywhere I want him to. <laughs> Where do you want him to? Well, I'm Wife's pillow? I know. <laughs> I know what you're up I mean, to. Just in the yard over there. Most yes. people could train a dog to shit outside, Dr. Steve. I don't know why this well, is no, a problem for you. Yeah, but I want him to go in a certain place. So anyway. All right. He's just used to people listening to his advice, and the dog doesn't That's listen. right. He's like, when I tell but you, you need to shit the backyard. dog to shit on a human being. I just don't know how you do that. For, I mean, it's weird that that's what I'm fixated on on that story. I get it. So. I don't even know if that's what really happened in this video. I, I think I may have to, made it up. I don't know. Yeah. If you have a copy of the video. Yeah, because somebody who's seen this video since it's so viral explain how it went down. Thank you. Thank you, please, and thanks. A former U.S. Marine 
allegedly said that God sent him to brutally massacre a Florida family over the weekend. In his defense, God has had people do some pretty fucked up shit over the yeah, years. Yeah, man. I've always said the <laughs> ultimate creep. Old Testament. Old Testament God. Yeah. That's the biggest creep. Yeah, he was a fucking asshole. He did not do nice He needed to, to prove people. a lot of points to people. He likes to teach tough lessons. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> he, he had no connection to the victims of this, other than a chance encounter with several of them as he was leaving a friend's house just hours before he targeted these people in this mass murder. He didn't know them. There was nothing behind this other than insanity. Yeah, God told him who they were, though. Right. I said insanity. Oh, well. If God's talking to you, I'm sorry to inform you. Yeah, but if God, not, if God offers you the job of being the cops for God, are you turning down that offer? That sounds pretty. I want to be the cops for God. That sounds pretty fun. I think that's what I thought I was at that White Sox game. <laughs> I think so, too. Authorities say his motive was entirely delusional. The suspected killer allegedly provided investigators with the detailed account of how he planned and executed the slaughter. This dude's a Marine. He did this in a couple of hours. He came up with how to murder this family. I mean, it wasn't that difficult. He was armed, and they were three months Just old. a fucking family <laughs> yeah. on a Saturday afternoon. And actually, the 11-year-old daughter actually tricked him, so it wasn't that great. Yeah. He had a friend who made him some type of first aid kit. He went over to his friend's house and picked it up. 25 minutes after he left his friend's house, he pulled in front of this house and he spotted the 40-year-old homeowner, Justice Gleason, mowing his lawn. Yeah, he, his plan was to go help people from uh, Hurricane Ida. Yeah, and that's why he got the first aid kit right. to like, go take with him. No. No. No, no. He had, he had more important things to do first. This guy's name is Brian Riley, by the way. Yeah, Brian Riley. So Riley pulled up to this house. The man's mowing the lawn. He rolls up his window and says, hey, God said that I need to talk to Amber because she's going to commit suicide. Right. And the guy's like, uh, Mr. Gleason's like, sir, there's nobody here named Amber. And he's like, yes, there is. God told me there is. And I demand to speak to her because she's going to commit suicide and I'm here to save her. So why wouldn't the guy just let him talk to Amber? I don't understand. Because there was no Amber. Oh, there is no Amber. Okay. Because <laughs> God fucked up the name. <laughs> God, come on. I don't know that God knows English. His, I don't know why he would. Gleason's mother-in-law and 11-year-old daughter were also in the yard at the time. They told Riley to leave or they would call the cops. Riley responded that there was no need to call the cops because, quote, I'm the cops for God. The cops, you're looking at them. God My jurisdiction, cop. everywhere. My jurisdiction, heaven and hell. <laughs> All of existence. They tell me to leave. He doesn't want to leave. He never made a threat. He just made crate, just ran random crazy statements about trying to save Amber. Right. He leaves. He tells the cops that during this time after he was still having a conversation with God and he claims that God told him to quote, kill everyone and rescue Amber because she is a victim of sex trafficking End quote. Riley allegedly said during an interview with police, adding that he became, began putting together a quote ops plan. Yeah. Oh boy. It was just all made up in this guy's brain. There were no victims of sexual trafficking. You don't know that. House. You don't know that, Vinny. God could have told him this. You're making that up on your own. This is your own assumption, your own bias that's saying that. At 4.22 a.m., he performed reconnaissance on the home, repositioned his truck for a quick getaway, planned an outdoor diversion so he could break into the home, and laid down glow sticks so that he and Amber would know where to go when they left the house. Riley also explains actions in great detail, telling the police that he entered through the back apartment and cleared the house, killing a 62-year-old family member by shooting an entire magazine into her. <laughs> <laughs> 
believing he was protected by God, Riley then entered the main house where he first shot and killed the family dog, (laughs) then shot down the bathroom door where the family was hiding. Once he was inside, he allegedly said he shot Gleason first, then his 33-year-old wife, and then their three-month-old son, (laughs) who at the time was clutched in his dead mother's arms. Riley then allegedly found the 11-year-old girl and tortured her in order to find Amber. She was going to waterboard an 11-year-old to get Amber? He was doing, like, the Batman thing. Where's Amber? (laughs) The sheriff added that Riley would ask the girl, where's Amber, and then count down from three. When the girl responded that she didn't know, Riley would shoot her. Yes. Oh. This happened several times. According to Judge, the girl I would have made up a story. Amber's next door. She's across the street. I would have figured out a neighbor I don't like. But like, actually, you got the wrong house, but you're not far. How, Two doors down to the left. How about I'm Amber? Save me, please. <laughs> yeah, that's me also, fucking help. Yes. that also would have been a good idea. That's well, the answer. He told the girl, I murdered your parents because they're sex traffickers. Yeah. The girl only survived because she tricked Riley by playing dead. Yeah, which is, by the way, very easy to do after you've been shot. Multiple times. You, yes. People will believe that you are dead. So good move on her part. <laughs> Yeah. And then so uh, Riley was looking for Amber, didn't find her. So then he was just like, time to get out of here. He got busted. Yeah. He's uh, in jail. We'll keep you posted to find out what happened. But I love I like the way- how the article says that he may have been mentally ill. <laughs> Maybe. It's, possible. it's Florida. They always leave the door open for God. Right. <laughs> what if it was God's will? There's a chance it was God, so we don't know yet, but he also could be crazy. We'll find out. How cool would it have been if Amber was really in there and he broke up the sex trafficking ring? That story we would not have heard about. <laughs> right, yes. This is a crazy episode of The Creep Off, folks. I hope you had fun. Dr. Steve, did you have a nice time today? I had a wonderful time. How many people died while you were doing this with us instead of you taking care of them? Well, I mean, I'm not taking care of anybody right now because I have COVID. Mm. So I want to talk to you about that real quick, Dr. Steve. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was concerned because, uh, you know, you're uh, not a uh, young kid like myself. Chicken. That's right. Did uh, Carl call you all to check on you? I texted him. Uh, yeah, he texted. Yeah, he texted me. Are you going to be able to be on the show? No, I asked him how you were feeling. Shut um, the fuck. Did anyone call you? <laughs> did anyone call you specifically just to see if you were what, all you right? Have points, Vinny. Are yes. you points? Anyway, did yes. I wanted to ask. Yeah, Vinny called me multiple times on his trip back to Rochester oh, at great peril to himself because you know you shouldn't be uh, you know talking on the phone at the same time. That's well, you're eating and driving. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but now. Anyway. Dr. Steve, I also invited you to dinner too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 absolutely, of course. See. All right, Carl, go ahead, finish what you were doing. Do I need to tell the story yeah. now real no. quick? I don't, I'm not going to. I feel, I feel bad. No, I, no, like, no, I don't no, want to hang out with the fans tonight, Vinny. I don't want the fans coming to dinner with us. <laughs> That's not what I said at all. We hung out with Dr. Steve a lot in Chicago. We had a great time. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. But uh, so you were given Regeneron. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. And Regeneron explained this because you said you uh, now this is what Trump got too. And he was like, I feel like a million bucks. Like you you explained that this uh, very rapidly uh, reversed the feelings you were having. So uh, Monday at 4 p.m., I started feeling like absolute dog shit like i'd been hit by a truck and i feel that way sometimes in the fall because of my allergies but i took my temperature and it was 102.5 that's i was like a holy crap so 
I went home. I had a, uh, a, a test, took it, and it was positive, isolated myself. But I called. I'm in the Pfizer trial. So I actually got my vaccine a year ago. And well, you don't uh, know if you got a vaccine then, right? No, I do. I do. Well, okay. They unblinded it. And so okay. I know that I got the vaccine back then. Okay. But I'm quite sure in the booster trial, I got placebo. So um, uh, they immediately called me and said, let's get you in here. They brought me up in the back. Uh, they did the PCR test and it was positive. And they gave me um, the Regeneron. And what Regeneron is, is supplemental antibodies and it's an inf they can do it by infusion iv in my case they just gave me four shots in my abdomen okay and uh they said you're gonna feel worse at first and i did i've i just you i've had the influenza i've been sick before this i felt like i was gonna die really? oh, and man. um yeah but my oxygen saturation stayed up it never got below 95 but you know when you're my age and you got a fever of 103 it kind of sucks yeah it's terrible. so um the next morning i woke up fever 98.8 or temperature 98.8 oxygen saturation 99 it's been great ever since so literally overnight it changed the course of my now animals, you didn't so uh inject bleach or anything like not. that I did not. You didn't okay. put UV but, light through your system? <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, listen, vaccines are cool and they have helped to modify this disease. I know that it, they've it helped to it modify this me. disease. Yes, correct. Yeah, right, right. Well, <laughs> modify the course of the disease. Oh, no, but you said it right the first time there, Dr. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> therapeutics, therapeutics are where we got to go with this because the day that we have a pill, you get COVID, you go to your doctor, you take a pill, and you don't go to the hospital, and you don't die. This thing is over. That's what's going to end this, because if we're in an endemic phase now. It's yep. hardly a pandemic anymore. They have so, um, they have kits in India. I don't know if they're effective or not, but therapeutic kits for people. Have you seen that? People who have COVID? Uh, um, I, I have not. I don't know what drugs are in there. I know yeah. that uh, Japan uh, Fuji had a drug called favipiravir that was looking very promising. And then just kind of we got so focused on vaccines that I didn't see the therapeutics really happening. And so but Pfizer's got one and there's another one called molnupiravir. And I have high hopes for both of those. And that's what's going to end this. Nice. Is when we have that. Also, why, why isn't Regeneron what's going to end this if it's working so well? Well, okay. I mean, it could, but then you, you still, you, you know, it's an infusion, yeah, it's pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, with the pill, you take a prescription to the pharmacy and you go isolate for seven days and take your pill. If and the FDA lets you, yeah. I got yeah, you. Yeah, and don't go to the, okay right, and don't go to the hospital. And don't I'm going to strangle them. <laughs> I'm going to strangle them for you, Dr. Steve. Don't worry. <laughs> thank you, my friend. Anyway, we're really glad that you're on the men and, and doing it. Yeah, that. thank you. And thank yeah, you for coming no. on the show. Feel like a million bucks. I got to say, Dr. Steve gets freaking COVID. And his first thought is, I'm so sorry. I might not be able to do the show. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> you don't have to do the show. Get better. Yeah, I really felt bad about that. I knew you guys were uh, would just give me shit about it. No. So. Did I we, give Vinny I, shit for his weight and a million other things. I mean, it's not like Dr. you have Steve. club feet, Dr. Steve. You're Why? a good guy. <laughs> you You're a full human. <laughs> you play music. You probably play full songs. You're a great guy. We love yeah. Dr. Steve. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Weird Medicine and uh, check out the podcast, Weird Medicine. It's a great show. Continue to listen on Sirius XM if you have it. And if you don't... Yeah, listen on demand, please. On demand. That's yeah. actually important because yeah. I've heard that they don't know how to track... 
who's listening to what and on demand helps quite a bit. Yeah. So go yeah, back no and check clue. that out. That's Ciao Bella. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. Yourself a bitch. <laughs> Radio.